Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about today's news and issues, but we do from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce our, our crew to you. And guys, yes, we are broadcasting live from the Boss Talk Radio studios in Plant City, Florida. Um, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, gentlemen, we have Captain Brett Bartlett. We also have Corporal David D. Gresta. So thanks for being on the show, guys. Also, shout out to our sponsors. We have Motion DSP, Galls, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.live, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. Also, shout out to the free press from Brian Burns for carrying our content. And hey, Red Voice Media, Ray, Ray Dietrich, we are streaming right now to three of their Facebook pages. Uh, Thin Blue Liners, we support police and Thin Blue Line Show. One million followers. So, hey. Thanks for sharing your lunch hour with us, guys. And look, just just on the short note, you know, for so many years, you know, being active law enforcement for 30 years, uh, Brett, I think, was 32. David was, uh, what, just shy of 30, I think, 28. Um, you know, as I've gotten older, it's become more important, and, and I get it. You know, the news becomes a, is an important thing. So, look, just the goal here, if you just give us your lunch hour, 12 to 1 o'clock Eastern time, we will make you the most educated people on the planet uh, involving the news and issues from a law enforcement perspective. So, yes, we have a perspective, and uh, but, look, we don't always agree on these things. But if you just give us that time, we're going to go through the news. We're going to go through the articles for you, pick out the best ones, the most important ones. So thanks for giving us your lunch hour. Now, look, the very first one we've got, it's a main topic, so it's going to be a little deeper than some of the other stuff, and it's a topic that I don't usually like to cover, and uh, that is there's no difference here. I, I'm covering something that I'm uncomfortable covering, but we're going to do it because it's the right thing to do. Uh, there's two articles. It's on policetribune.com and also on rumble.com. This is Butter, which I think is the best video channel out there. And look, anything involving a video component uh, for our radio and podcast listeners will describe in great detail what's going on so you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. So the very first one, it's involving a, a, a DOJ, Department of Justice probe. So negotiations begin after a DOJ probe finds Louisville policing largely unlawful and unconstitutional. I don't like covering this stuff, but look, we're going to cover the good and the bad. So you so no one can accuse us uh, of just sugarcoating this stuff or just you know taking care of the blue only you know if we make mistakes we're going to cover it but the system by and large works uh, bad cops get identified they get weeded out of the system so in Louisville Kentucky on this one U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland appeared in uh, Louisville on Wednesday morning to announce the findings of a Department of Justice pattern and practice investigation to the Louisville Police Department the federal investigation. It was launched after 26-year-old Brianna Taylor was killed uh, during a no-knock warrant on her apartment March 13, 2020. We're all familiar with that. This was in the Washington Post. So the DOJ's probe found that members of the Louisville Metropolitan Police Department uh, had carried out unlawful and unconstitutional policing that included searches based on invalid search warrants, executing search warrants without knocking and announcing their presence, all stuff that uh, seasoned cops, we know better than, and we, and we, do, we just, the masses just don't do. These are a few rotten apples. The investigation, I know we're talking about a department. It wasn't the whole department, but the investigation also found that officers have been making unlawful stops and violating the rights of uh, people engaging in protected free speech, criticizing the police department, according to the Washington Post. The investigation also said that for years, the agency practiced an aggressive style of policing that it deployed selectively, especially against black people, but also against vulnerable people throughout the city. Failures of leadership and accountability, so from the top, have allowed unlawful conduct to continue unchecked. Even when city and police leaders uh, announced solutions, they failed to follow through. The probe also found that police and city government employees discriminated against people with behavioral health disabilities uh, when responding to crisis situations. And then the release of the report, uh, which took two years to complete, started the clock for the DOJ and city leaders to begin negotiations of what will ultimately be a court-approved consent decree 
outlining hundreds of very specific police department changes that will be overseen by federal monitors, unfortunately. So that's what we have. Look, I've got another article um, coming up about East Cleveland, uh, but let's talk about this one first, um, unless you guys want me to go on to the second one. Um, you want me to go on? Okay. So look, uh, I got I got the signal, the verbal signal from, or the, uh, the, the um, what do you call it, the, uh, the hand sign from Brett. So I'll, I'll cover the other one. So there is a video component, this one also. So now we've got 11 East Cleveland officers have been indicted. Videos are showing them beating, kicking suspects, and destroying evidence. Horrible, absolutely horrible stuff. Any good cop is going to hate this stuff. I hate covering it, but I but what I hate worse is is, is bad cops. So a rookie, and it's Elyria police officer was fired Wednesday after being charged with felony crimes in Cay in I guess it's a uh, Cayuga County uh, related to his former service as an East Cleveland police officer with video footage showing him assaulting suspects in two incidents. So Elyria police uh, officer. Tristan Holman, 25 years old, was secretly indicted on charges of felonious assault, assault interfering with uh, civil rights and dereliction of duty uh, by the Cayuga County Grand Jury on February the 28th. And the indictment, the reason why we know about it now is the indictment was unsealed on Wednesday. So Officer Holman was uh, one of the 11 Cleveland East Cleveland police officers against whom criminal charges were announced by the prosecutor, Michael O'Malley, at a news conference on Wednesday. He was hired by the Elyria Police Department in October after working for East Cleveland Police since mid-2021. The city placed Holman on paid leave on Wednesday, but he was fired by the end of the day after direct conversations with investigators representing the Cayuga County Prosecutor's Office and the FBI. Yeah, so it's getting a little serious here, right? The incident... Um, Leading to the indictment is disturbing. There's a video component to this. Um, I'm not going to show it on a live show. Just too many things that can go wrong. We'll have links to it when we post a story on social media. Let's let's just say that it's it, it's just it's not it's not pretty. It will turn. It's going to turn every good cop's stomach, and, and civilians will turn your stomach too. But however, I remind you guys that we're talking about on the show. These people are indicted at a job, so they'll never be in law enforcement again. They'll be sitting in a jail cell more than likely. Captain Bartlett started us up, and you are the former internal affairs com uh, commander for the mm. for the uh, Tampa Police Department, too. Here's my first statement to these guys right before I swore them in for the interview. Are you just stupid? Are you people stupid? Are you are you are you ignorantly clinically stupid where you would do these things knowing that you're videotaping your own demise? You're, you're wearing your own, you're wearing your own instrument of death. And here's another thing. Where the heck was their boss? When all this is stuff going on, good policing lives or falls at the squad level. If the sergeant's out there being proactive, teaching his guys, it's going to be a great career. If he disappears, it, you know, we've seen way too many times these horrible, horrible videos. Where in the world is the boss? 
That, that's the that's the lead by example uh, mantra that we have talked about many times before. You know, this is so. There's so many levels of this that you could unpack. Uh, talking about failure of leadership, uh, we talked about lowering hiring standards. Some of these people were rookies. Where did they come from? We had one instance where one of them was at a different agency that should have been investigating him, but he quit and went to another agency. Now they it's all crossing. And they're starting to find things out. Um, and we've talked about this before. And it all goes back and goes back and goes back to early 2020 or whenever it was in 2020 when the whole defund the police, all police are bad, uh, and all of that started running down. You started losing uh, – you started, people started losing the will to be leaders in law enforcement, all the way from administrators at the highest levels down to uh, street sergeants. And this is, this, I believe, I honestly believe we're starting to see the results of that are starting to show up in some of these instances where you have cops on the street that are literally just running wild for, for, for lack of a better description. And, and as Brett said, I, are you just stupid or you just don't believe that you're ever going to get caught because it's been going on for a while or because you've, you're not being supervised. So you just think you're on your own. And that's the worst case. We're talking about human beings here, people, human beings that happen to be cops. And when you get into these scenarios where there's lack of leadership, lack of direction, lack of oversight, poor hiring practices, you name it, this is the result. And there's going to be more. I guarantee it. Because as they lower hiring standards, they're talking about an Ohio dropping it from 21 years old to 18. Other places, well, we're going to hire non-citizens. We're going to hire these people. We're going to hire other. You go. We're not going to do credit checks anymore. You, oh my lord, you're going to see more of this. It's going to happen more until the cycle works itself through. They get rid of it. Go back to normal uh, policies, procedures, hiring practices, and supervision. To make it work again. I, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. And a lot of these places have brought it upon themselves. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Corporal. Uh, okay. So three or four years ago, uh, me and comrade Dave, you know, we belong to the local uh, communist cell and we're wondering how are we going to get rid of the cops? The cops are the only thing standing between us and our, and our way of life. So yeah. Also, so Dave says, Hey, uh, let's, let's claim the cop, the cops are beating people up. It's just willy nilly. And my response, Dave, Dave, they're not really doing that. Well, Dave says, but we have to we have to foment a, a, a an atmosphere where people think they're doing it. So I said, Dave, what, what's the purpose of that? Well, what will happen is when everybody starts hating the cops, the cops will all leave and they're going to have to start hiring cops of lesser quality. And I thought, wow, Dave, that's that's so incredibly insightful, because what will happen in three or four years after we implement the plan these these horrible persons who were, who, you know, lower standards, lower training, they're really going to start beating people for real. And it's all going to become true. And I had to give Comrade Dave a, a little Leninist clap. Yes. For the because, plan. Then, because then the, the 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 continuation of the plan is then that the federal government has to come in and take control of everything because the locals obviously can't handle it. So the federal government comes in and implicates federal police forces, implicates or puts in place um, all sorts of other uh, removals of your freedoms 
because it's for your own good, because we're going to keep you safe. We're going to be the, the solution to all your problems. I think that sounds like, oh, I don't know, communist China, North Korea, Russia, where they sort of arresting you and doing things like that, putting you away for talking, Thanks for saying for things. All right, commercial break. We'll be right back. All right, guys, you know, Motion DSP, they've been supporting the law enforcement profession for over 15 years for the robust suite of video and audio redaction and enhancement software. The Motion DSP software, easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise. You can save valuable time with Spotlight's one-click automated tracking feature and forensic suite of enhancement filters, achieving results quickly in just three steps, import, process, and export. Now, Spotlight is built specifically for redaction. It works with video from any camera source and using Motion DSP's algorithms and object tracking technology, it automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information, saving users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame redaction. Now, forensic enhancement software allows users to quickly process and analyze any video file format using patented super-resolution algorithms and enhancement filters to reveal an unseen level of detail. You can get forensically valid evidence from low-quality video in just minutes instead of hours. So learn more about all these products at motiondsp.com. Check them out. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple. Contact MyMedicare.Live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby. Meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays. Find plans that your doctors accept and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, MyMedicare.Live. Okay, and welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show, broadcasting live from the Boss Hog Radio Network Studios in Plant City, Florida. Yes, during the Florida Strawberry Festival, I might add. Yes, I'm surrounded by strawberries. It's a beautiful thing. So, look, we're talking about, golly, consent decrees, DOJ investigations. We're talking about, you know, a couple agencies. And the last one we, we mentioned was East Cleveland. Um, you guys were in the middle of it. Um, further comments, uh, gentlemen, on this? Anybody? Or um, I know that we have a question being posed. Look, we're streaming to, to eight locations right now, including uh, three Facebook pages um, that belong to Red Voice Media. So we've got someone, um, Arizona, was asking a question uh, Brett, would you recommend applying Arizona? Apparently it's not in Arizona is in Miami. Would you recommend applying to Miami PD as opposed to a sheriff's department such as Broward Polk or Flagler? Um, and Brett, I was curious how you would answer that. And you, and you, and I already made my mind up that I was going to have you do it on air and you, and you typed, you typed in a, a response, but could you go ahead and tell our listeners your, I was curious to see what you were going to say on that one. Cause you know, Miami PD. Yeah, I, well, you know, here's the thing, you know, uh, and I teach, I still teach academies, not as much as I used to. And they all ask me, you know, what, who should I apply to? I said, man, apply everywhere and, and, and take the first badge you can get. Because if you hold out for the one you want, you probably won't get it. But once you get that first badge, you know, at least in Florida, you still got the academy. You still got certification. Once you get that first badge, once you get some experience, you can go anywhere you want to go. So don't hold out. If, it, if the sheriff's office, city, whatever, get the first badge do a couple of years, get a good reputation, and then the world's wide open. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I would just I would just add to that, you know, do your research. I've talked about this before. Uh, benefits these days are very important. You know, check check uh, retirement plans, check benefit packages, things of that nature, you know, cost of living in certain areas, all that sort of stuff. Um, you can get a feel for it. But again, apply to a bunch of places. And, and then if all those places that you apply to fit certain criteria that you're looking for, can't lose. Yeah, that's now 
you know, that's all great advice. Now, there are some agencies I would not apply to. Um, I, I look, I, I have a lot of friends that work and have worked at St. Pete Police Department, but there, but I'll tell you, I would never work there. I, there, man, there was absolutely no way. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and our, our, our friend and, and buddy is no longer, you know, there, she went with a, uh, with a different, you know, with a different agency, Melanie, but, um, and that might, that might've changed it. But, but even, even if, even if she was still there, the city council, the mayor, all the issues they've had there, there were just some agencies I wouldn't go to, but again, I, I would also throw Portland. I would throw Seattle, San Francisco um, in that mix as well. So there are just some places it's just simply not worth going to. Well, you know, I'm sure that, he's that, talking about Florida. Yeah. Well, that might be right, Chip. But you know, if when you're when you're a new guy on the street, and I always tell these young guys, you know, you stay in your lane. Uh, the chief doesn't sit up night thinking about you. Do your job. Work for your work for your sergeant. Do a good job put bad people in jail, follow the rules. Don't go on TikTok photographing your first traffic stop. <laughs> and, and, you know, and you can overcome a bad department by just, just, you know, doing your job, but I, it doesn't mean you got to stay there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like okay. I said, part who you work for is part of the due diligence of research. You, you can figure yeah. things out pretty quick. Who, who supports or what administration in what agency supports their troops, looks after their troops, are good leaders um, and and those that are not. That, that's not difficult to figure out. So but all of that plays as far as I'm concerned. But but, but Brett's right. Get, get a job. Do work hard. Do a good job, and then you can you can look and move. Good point. And and, and disclaimer: there are a lot of great cops in in, in St. Pete, um, and and it's not not their fault the restrictions and things like not not their fault that they won't give them the ability to to deal with the Uhuru movement over there and that they have to call in TPD in order to deal with the riots because they're not allowed allowed to, um, you know, by their agency or the powers that be. So, uh, so I appreciate it. Um, well, you know, Chip, years ago, we were, we were having a, a discussion with one of our, uh, you know, one of the majors that we really respected. And it, it basically top of the topic is this majors getting bad. And he says, we'll leave. And it shut the whole argument down. We'll leave. Well, well you, like you no, said that we were, you said that we respected, so it automatically takes George McNamara out of the equation. So I'm yes, assuming yes, so, uh, yeah, him. yeah, okay, yeah. And 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 he, and he said he says I'm I'm just kind of sort of kidding, but isn't that isn't that the way it is though? If St. <laughs> Pete is that bad, why didn't every cop walk away? Why? Because everybody has answer, choices. I can't. Yeah, I can't answer that question. Uh, I, I I don't know. Um, but yeah, but good, but good you point. but you are seeing that in a lot of places. You're seeing huge exodus yeah. of guys, yeah, you know, people, people leaving. So you. yeah, so I'm they so, they are exercising not not St. Pete, but you are seeing it around the country. So well, you know, so we should be asking not why are you guys leaving. We should be asking why are you other guys staying. That yeah. might provide more information. We know why they're leaving, but what's because they're locked them? in because they've got well, they got enough time uh, on where they just figure I'm just going to ride it out until well, until yeah. I can get my retirement I, and go. I think there's a lot to that. You know, once you get past that, what, I don't know, they used to say seven years or whatever. I know there's Best kind of a break point. Whatever the vesting is, yeah. Yeah. But no, but I, the, I get it. Maybe the agency wasn't always bad. You know, maybe it was just a bad leader, bad mayor, or someone came in, you know, and now they've got that. Nice. If it's with a county, they're vested at seven years. If yeah. it's with a city, maybe 10 years they're vested, you know. and Look, and they're, look and they're, at how much change we all went through at Tampa Police. All the phases and the and, yeah. the, and the winds of this and that coming in and, and moving. 
and we just we kept our head down. We just stayed there. We did the work. And uh, I used I used to tell my guys, "Hey, uh, Chiefs come and Chiefs go." Yeah, but sergeants bad, forever. Bad guys, bad guys are always twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're eighteen to twenty-one. You're right. You're right. Well, and they don't do twenty and out. They do twenty and in. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Look, let's move. Uh, Lawofficer.com. Brent already, he already like took the thunder. He kind of like, you know, threw the teaser out there. Texas deputy sued for live streaming a traffic stop on TikTok. You can't make this stuff up. Now, I got less than a minute, so I don't think I can get through the whole thing. I'll, I'll get through as much as I can before the commercial break, but we're in Dallas. Texas deputy and his agency have been sued by a motorist who says that his privacy was violated when he was stopped for a traffic violation, but he later found out that the entire contact was live streamed on the deputy's TikTok account, the deputy's personal TikTok account. Deputy Francisco Castillo and the Dallas County Sheriff's Office have been listed as defendants in a lawsuit filed by Tori uh, Osby. He's the driver who says his privacy was violated. Osby filed a civil action after he was uh, detained by Castillo, the deputy, during a traffic stop on Monday. That was on NBC DFW. Look, commercial break. We'll continue this in just one second. All right. You know, we're going to talk about Gauls and, uh, you know, Captain Barley. I know you're going to join me here in a second, but look, Gauls is the country's leading uniform clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. Yes, I did say uniform. And look, they have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty belts and tactical gear. I think, uh, Catherine, it's safe to say they got pretty much everything but guns and ammunition, wouldn't you? Yep. And what's neat, I've been checking their website every day. This the sale is continuing. 25% off their house brands. And they have their house brands are very, very good quality stuff. And free shipping. So, holy cow. Yeah, now that, that's huge. Now, Brett, when we talk about this stuff, you know, during the show, you'll see Brett on the computer, and, and he's going to be going on. He's going to start ordering stuff from Gauls at Gauls.com. His wife asked me to keep him off the show because he orders when he's on when he's doing the show, and, and and he's just spending way too much money because, but he's saving money because of all these deals. So what do you do? So Gauls.com/slash/Leo, please check him out today. All right, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show, broadcasting live from the Boss Hog Radio Network Studios. You know, uh, I was listening. We're listening to the local commercials here, and that Stingray Chevrolet. They're giving away that free Corvette. I know Captain Barlow, That Stingray Chevrolet uh, uh, Raffle dot com. I think was the website. I, I think he's already on there trying to buy those five dollar raffle tickets to get that uh, get that nice Chevrolet Coupe Corvette. You got to give me a ride if you get it though, Brett. But uh, look, we were talking about this deputy that films his traffic stops on his personal TikTok account. Wow, Deputy Francisco Castillo. And, of course, the Dallas County Sheriff's Office, they're listed in this lawsuit filed by Tory Osby. He's the driver that was put on TikTok without permission. So he files a civil action, said he was detained by Castillo during a tra- traffic stop on March the 2nd of 2021. And the traffic encounter ended with Mr. Osby receiving a verbal warning. So he did not get a ticket and he got no citation. So yet the plaintiff was later contacted by a stranger and made aware about the encounter uh, being live streamed on Castillo's TikTok account. Now, listen, it gets even scarier when you listen to how this happened. So he pulls him over, but not because of a traffic violation, according to the attorney, who's James Roberts. He says that um, the deputy wanted to live stream on his TikTok account to get followers, views, and likes. So that's why he did this traffic stop, basically. When looking at his TikTok, he says there's numerous other videos where he's on duty. Those videos had the most views of any of the videos on his TikTok. And according to a screenshot of Castillo's TikTok account, under the same user, under username of, I guess it's uh, the uh, at symbol Cisco Cisco, and it's it's like C Y C O C I S C O, and they did this screenshot in March of 2021. It had nearly 14,000 followers, contained several videos, 
uh, videos with the deputy dressed in his Dallas County Sheriff's uniform, and that was all claimed in the lawsuit. So anyhow, look, here's what happens. Uh, I'm going to give the short of it is, is that somebody reaches out to the to this guy that got pulled over, and apparently when the driver hands his driver's license to the deputy, the deputy's got some kind of a cam. I don't. Maybe they thought it was a body cam, but some kind of cam that goes to TikTok, but you can see the image and the information on the driver's license, the guy getting stopped. So this viewer gets the information, contacts the driver and says, hey, you were live streaming, but he gets, it was clear enough for him to get the guy's information off the driver's license. Scary stuff. So that got the deputy jammed up. Guys, comments on this. I know, I know, Brett, you hinted about this story earlier, but uh, Captain, Internal Affairs? Well, uh, I'm going to use a line that my buddy Rudy McFarlane uses on me when I get silly. He goes, what are you, 12? You know, that, that's just so, well, he's done talking, now I'm talking. That's just so stupid. That is just so stupid. Um, of course, the TikTok is being banned because it, it has a direct uh, line to the Chinese communist government. That's true. But other than that, other than that, how stupid are you to post something like that? I'll bet you somebody somewhere had a discussion with him before he hit the street about the big problem of knucklehead cops using social media to, to do things like this. I would say you're guilty of city policy 1202. And he says, what's that? That's, that means you're too stupid to live. <laughs> yeah. Close to that. I, I think that's, what's going to get him uh, truly jammed up. I mean, it's, it, if you think about it, if, uh, it's, it's an interesting, it's going to be an interesting case. Um, what if, you know, we see it all the time on the street, cops doing a traffic stop, some, you know, some other jerk comes up, but wants to stand there and film him doing the traffic stop. So they've got their phone out or their camera out. And here's a cop on a traffic stop. We saw it with the, with the, the, the woman screaming at the cop in the part in her parking lot, the, the, the marijuana thing, whatever it was. And the the civilians are sitting in their car filming her yelling at him. So everybody's got a camera. So some, just somebody standing outside there, they're filming the cop doing the traffic stop. So is the person in the car going to sue the person that is filming the cop doing the traffic stop? Is that's what's going to happen if their face is on their on their video and they put it on TikTok? Um, so it's an interesting case from that standpoint. What what is the right or not right of the cop to simply film? He's got a body camera. Is that public? Uh, is that available to the public if they if they ask for it? Can anybody get that? So there's a bunch of different things I think that are tangled up in this. But the thing that's going to burn him is the fact that he swept that 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 person's driver's license and exposed that personal information. That's what's going to burn him out of everything else. But I'd like to see how the rest of it turns out. If if they say, well, just the fact that he was self-filming his traffic stop is not the thing that burns him. It's the sweeping of the driver's license that gets him. So it's it's I, I think it's going to be interesting, stupid. But but interesting, nonetheless, to see exactly what is in this day and age, can they actually do anything about? Especially, you know, it, it, like I said, especially if it was another person filming from from behind the cop or on the sidewalk that had a nice zoom lens and zoomed in on the on the on the incident. Uh, are they, is this is is that person going to get sued now? So it it's that's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. He's going to take a burn over it one way or the other. Yeah, I yeah, it, it'll be interesting. So we'll we'll definitely follow up if it if it hits the news cycle again. Um, so moving along, and we're going to go to some news stories that have a video component. And again, uh, for our radio and podcast listeners, we'll describe in great detail what's going on. 
I know that uh, Corporal Dave asked to cover this one first. So, Dave, we're, we are going to do it. This is back on Rumble. This is Butters the Channel. No bond for a 17-year-old suspect who ran over Richland County Deputy Sarah Merriman. And so this body cam, it's showing, I guess it's being shown in court on Wednesday. It documents the frightening moments Richland County Sheriff's Office Deputy Sarah Merriman was run over while trying to arrest a 17-year-old late in August or, or last August. So, you know, this, it goes down very quickly. I mean, she just gets out of the car and this thing goes down. So Wednesday afternoon, uh, Jamon Cheatham's defense attorney, asked the judge to lower the teen's bond from $150,000 that had been set after his August arrest. So Sheriff Leon Lott thinks that the case could be a step in the right direction when it comes to bail for repeat offenders. Notice I said repeat offenders. So the judge shot down the request for the lower bond, and, uh, and he did this after he watched the video and he heard the emotional testimony from the deputy that got hit. And she suffered or suffering lifelong injuries, and she's been out of work for two months. So Cheatham's uh, mother and attorneys, and that's the bad guy, pled with the judge to reduce the bond. They added that he did not intend to kill the deputy and that he was only a teenager. So that was their, that's their argument to the judge. Here's a quote saying, this was not a teenage mistake that, that, that he made um, some very adult decisions that almost cost someone's life and he didn't care. So he needs to be held accountable. So that, that's actually what the sheriff said. The sheriff's countering that argument. Judge said that Cheatham should not have been granted bond in the first place after looking at his criminal history, which includes attempted murder, carjacking, and weapons charges. So, yeah, mom and dad, you guys did a great job of raising your uh, raising your son. And, uh, yeah, good job going in court in front of the judge and taking up for him. Yeah. Uh, Corporal David. You know, the story, the story that we were looking at was all about bond issues, another criminal on the street. A, a decorated police officer being injured was kind of like the the impetus for that story. But at, the more I looked at it, the more I dug into it, the more I'm going to hurt some people's feelings now. Um, uh, not to take anything away from the deputy. I'm sorry that she got hurt. I hope she's okay and can get on with her life in whatever capacity. But I looked back, young deputy, she was, she got, she was got a, 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 a commendation for valor and was deputy of the year and whatnot for an incident that she was involved in where she came up on a scene where there was a, a domestic violence issue. Uh, the guy that was and there was a the suspect was standing in the front yard armed with a shotgun. She did not draw her weapon. She chose to approach him with her hands up and tried to talk him out of and to drop the shotgun. It was it was bending into a suicide by cop situation. But she said that she felt if she drew her firearm, it would have just had would have made him madder and would have exacerbated the situation. Other cops showed up on scene, drew their firearms. 
she continued to try to de-escalate the situation verbally and finally did get the guy to drop the shotgun. And she got an award for this, deputy of the year for this. She should have gotten an award for being the luckiest uniformed officer on the scene at that moment. Now, there was, I could not find video of it. Supposedly, supposedly there was, but I, I didn't dig that far to find it, so I didn't see the video. But that was the impression that I got of that incident, reading about it. I know they, they were, oh, she's wonderful, she's wonderful, great. So the tack team, canine handler, all this kind of stuff. Then I went to the, this current video. <clears throat> Stolen car, carjacking. They knew this was a bad person, and once again, she pulled up and acted like it was just a regular old traffic stop, popped out of her car, popped out of her SUV that was parked off to the side. So basically the guy backed straight up, didn't weave. He backed straight up and ran her over. This is a stolen vehicle. What in, And he was pulled up into a parking lot with his nose toward a building. And the back of his car was, you know, he pulled up forward. What happened to doing things right? What happened to pinning him in? What happened to not exposing yourself to that sort of danger? I have problems with her tactics, serious problems with her tactics. So I'm, I'm not I'm not real happy with this. Thanks, David. Guys, hold those thoughts. Commercial break. We'll be right back. You know, gunlearn.com. No matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. Gunlearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning and they've made it easy. Gunlearn.com is their first and only company that offer a step-by-step program where they take you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist like Captain Brett Bartlett here. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy, and their training is approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that Leo's law enforcement officers need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start the day with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar. And you can also get free training for yourself and the personnel at your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledge people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. You'll be glad that you did. All right, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show, broadcasting live from the Boss Hawk Radio Network studios in Plant City, Florida. So we're talking about a, a female deputy with cat-like reflexes that ended up getting uh, yeah, said, almost, no. almost killed. Almost they killed. Got almost killed. I, yeah. So David, I, continue I, and, on. And, and again, let me reiterate, um, I I have nothing but but um, respect and 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 I hope she's doing fine, but her tactics um, appear to be based more on luck than actual street tactics. And <clears throat> that luck ran out. We've all been there. Listen, I said it before on another show. We've all been in situations where after it was over with, we all kind of went, oh, God, that could have gone bad really quick. And I was in a, I was in a, I was in the wrong spot. I have a story where it almost cost me, but the or it did cost me. But um, is that did you talk about marriage or what? It's, it's just not it's just not uh, it's just not the it, it was just it, it was just plainly bad tactics. And that was never, never addressed. So I'll, I'll, I'll hurt someone's feelings and say that um, she if she if she's able to come back to law enforcement, she better uh, stop relying on luck and uh, do a little bit better on uh, tactics. 
And, and, and tell Robin I was just joking about the marriage thing. The marriage it was just a joke, just a joke. So just yeah, yeah. But but good good way to break it down. And you know, David David is you know look the rest of us get it. Any any seasoned cop, you know, you may when you look at something you may you know you may realize something's wrong, but you may not be able to put your you know your finger on it. David David gets it, and it's just an instinct with him. He gets you know when he says it. Brett and I will nod our heads and we'll agree with him. And he points it out. We'll say, yeah, 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 that's right. But he gets a lot quicker than, than almost anybody else that I'm aware of gets it. So it's, it's just, I think it's just, it's just like a gift, but, but when he, it, but it all makes sense when he points out, well, it, you know, David, it, it is. I mean, look, there's, there's things that I do that would be better than you. Maybe, maybe just one or two insignificant things, you know, but, uh, um, but anyhow, that's just, that is just a gift. I mean, you know, it just, it's just a gift, you know, it's a, it's a great thing. So, uh, but you're, you were so right. So when the video went down, I did notice that it goes down very quickly. The guy backs up, but I did notice that where she parked at, it wasn't, look, the guy, I mean, it was a per, you could have used one car to block this guy, this bad guy in, uh, by, by getting up close and personal the rear. But then, but even when, even given the slack on that, even when the guy is backing up, she, she has her door open. Uh, she had enough time to yell and scream, but I was just think, man, if that would have been me, man, I would have. I mean, you could have leapt on the on the trunk of the car, dodged out of the way, but she stood there. She put her hands up, but she took the, she took the yeah. impact. And, and, and it, you know, it, it, listen, it was horrible to watch. Um, her body camera is what we were seeing, so it was horrible to watch. And, and being able to react at that point would have been miraculous. Uh, you know, to be able to 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 have done something to mitigate that impact, I I I would not have said, oh, I would have done this. Uh, no, that was so fast and so violent that I don't know that she could have had any way to avoid it, but to have had better tactics before it happened yeah. to stop it from happening than reacting to it after it was happening. We always said reaction is is way behind action. So if you're having to react, you're already behind the eight ball. And that was, that's where she was. She had an SUV. The guy was in a little, some little, little sedan thing. It was, it was nothing like a little, some small car. She, she could have pinned him in there easily. There were other vehicles, other SUVs on scene and nobody, they, they all parked like it was a, like it was a standard traffic stop. It, it was just poor tactics, poor, poor tactics. And this, and, and like I said, in this case, her, her luck ran out and I'm just glad she's alive. All right, Captain, clean it up for us. I have never seen a video in all these years where we're actually seeing blood dripping off the officer on the pavement. I've never seen that ever, ever, ever. It was it, other than what, you know, David mentioned, which was all correct. It just, it was, it was uh, haunting to watch that blood dripping there. Now, Sergeant George, one of our listeners says that uh, she's already back on the job. So I don't know if that's uh, I assume that's correct. I don't know, but you know, you know, here, here's a problem. Everybody walks around with what's called a normalcy bias. You believe your days are going to go a certain way. And when it doesn't, you, it, your mind tries to catch up with that fact. Okay. As a cop, your normalcy bias should be pretty much non-existent. Every, every step you take, you should be realizing something could happen right now. So maybe her normalcy bias was a little bit too long. She sees this car start to move and it's only a matter of seconds. She sees that car coming and it was just that enough a delay maybe to stop her from running. I, I don't know, but every, everybody has this. Every citizen has it. Every cop has it. The normalcy bias, you just need to reduce it. And, and you know, for clarification, I know, and I see Sergeant uh, George's comment there. I know the article said that she was back at work, but it also said that there were things that she was, she currently could not do. 
So just because you're back. So I don't know if she's light duty or if she's got limitations on her job, but they were very specific that she's in a world of hurt still. And there's things that she simply cannot do yet. And and I got the impression they didn't know if she was going to be able to, um, they're just got to wait and see. So I don't know what her capacity is at work. She may be sitting at a desk or doing something else, but, um, but I got yeah. one more video. I'd love to cover, but David, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to finish up by saying, I'm, I'm glad that the sheriff and the, and the judge, you know, recognize the problems that led to this, as far as this, this, this scumbag that was in the car is concerned. I hope they charge him as an adult. I hope, I hope they bury him underneath the jail. So, which, which is where he should have been to begin with. He should have never been out on bond. All right, cool. Thank you. And uh, look, uh, the last one, it's on Rumble. This is Butter. Again, we'll describe in great detail what's going on. I'm going to go through this quick because we've only got a few minutes. So LAPD officers shoot, injure a man with an outstanding felony charge in Van Noyes. Hey, put the guns down! Put the guns down! Put the guns down! Drop the gun! Drop the gun! Don't touch the gun! Don't touch the gun! Hey, roll So we're in LAPD and the Van Noyes uh, gang enforcement detail. Uniform officers, they see a Hispanic uh, guy named Raymond Gonzalez. He's riding his bike in the area. Officers had prior knowledge that he was wanted for a murder warrant and named on an assault with a deadly weapon shooting investigative report. So the officers, they order him to, the, to stop. While they're uh, asking for backup, of course, he fails to comply. Officers uh, drive alongside him, and they, at which time they made contact with the passenger side mirror, causing him to get off the bicycle and flee on foot. Love how that happens. So now, um, as a passenger um, officer prepares to exit the vehicle to pursue Gonzalez, uh, there is an unintentional, they call it a tactical unintentional discharge. Officers continue to chase him through a parking lot. During the foot pursuit, Gonzalez removes a handgun from his waistband, turns and points at one of the officers, resulting in a guy is struck by the officer's rounds, drops his handguns. He's taken into custody. He goes to the hospital, and he's later booked. So he survives. Handgun recovered at the scene, and, and they say it's like a ghost gun, nine rounds in the magazine, yada, yada. So we got two minutes, guys. Uh, breakdown on that. Anybody? There's no such thing as a, there's no such thing as a tactical. <laughs> you're kidding me? That's not like some administrators trying to cover his agencies behind. Look, that if a gun went off, some officer pulled the trigger. Whether you meant to pull the trigger or not, it doesn't matter. You Oops. pulled the trigger. You yep. had your finger on the trigger, and that's why we teach people: don't put your finger on the trigger till you want to launch a bullet. Yeah, this this was a fun video to watch, you know, the, the entirety of it. Um, starting at the beginning, I have no problem with them cutting this guy off on the bike. Them, they know he has a warrant for 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 a, for a murder uh, warrant or something like that. And, yeah, we're going to stop this guy. So they pull over and pin him in or, or cut him off. Which I don't have a problem with that. Passenger goes to jump out. Oops. Brett explained that. The, the driver of the, the the driver the cop driver jumps out and they start pursuing this guy across the parking lot he then stops and says i'm going to go secure the car after hearing the discharge runs back to the car and then just stands there doesn't do any stands by the passenger side of the car and just stands there for a couple of seconds as his partner's going after the guy across the parking lot and around the corner then he then he hears more shots coming from around the corner then decides to run back around there after all the other cops have been there and have the guy on the ground. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, what? 
Now we'll finish with the video after the after the commercial break. But his partner, his driver, this is the uh, end. Or, oh, I'm sorry. His passenger does a good job chasing the guy, putting rounds on target, putting him down on the ground, and then holding his position. But his partner just just left him. It's like, what is that? That was bizarre to me. Bizarre. Yeah, well, thanks. Good, good breakdown. Um, but uh, yeah, we've only got like five seconds, Brett. So I think we're we're about out of time. So, uh, but uh, good, good breakdown on this, guys. Appreciate it. So uh, at this point in the show, I just want to, you know, I want to talk about Lieutenant Randy Sutton. He couldn't be with the with us today. He's retired from uh, Las Vegas Metro Police Department, but he started the Wounded Blue at the WoundedBlue.org. It's a uh, 501c3 nonprofit charity. They help cops out suffering from everything from like PTSD, uh, maybe the agencies they had to leave if they couldn't do a medical retirement out because the agency wouldn't let them, or maybe they did a medical retirement out and the agency is no longer paying for their medical needs. Look, a fantastic organization. So if you're looking for a good nonprofit uh, to support the Wounded Blue, the woundedblue.org um, is a great consideration for you. Also, they have volunteers that help talk cops down. If you know someone, maybe a cop that suffered from PTSD and uh, they've got great treatment and they want to volunteer, great place to volunteer. They've also got a cool store with cool gear. So Please check them out. Uh, you'll be glad that you did. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Motion DSP, GallsGunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, and Bang Energy. Thank you, guys. Also, Ray Dietrich, Red Voice Media. Have a wonderful and a safe week.